Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a walk with a guest to take a little wander into their life. In this episode, I'm delighted to be in Regent's Park with Louis Westwood, or probably known better to a lot of you as Kitty Scott Claus, the drag queen sensation. Louis is a British drag performer, most known for competing and being runner-up on season three of RuPaul's Drag Race UK, and has since taken part in Queens for the Night, Celebrity MasterChef, as well as continuing to tour the country with a drag act. Guys, I'm so excited to announce my new book, The Mind Manual. This book is exactly what it says on the tin. I have put years and years of work into this, making sure that it is everything it needs to be and more. It is the book for everyone. It is the book for anyone, regardless of where you are on the mental health spectrum. It's to improve your mental health, it's to protect your mental health and to make sure you get the most out of your life. I am so proud of what I've written. I've put it together using all my experience and knowledge using all the evidence that's out there and bringing together practical, real-world advice and tips to make sure that you can get the best out of your life. So please do make sure you go and pre-order the book now. I know it's going to help people. I feel very proud. I put everything I can into it and I've made sure it's the book that it needs to be. Pre-order now. Louis, welcome to the Stompcast. Thank How you, are you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We've got a coffee in hand. It is, a, it is an absolutely crisp winter's morning. As we breathe, you can see the, the misting of the air. It's beautiful, isn't it? It is, it is. I literally feel like, do you know in Beauty and the Beast when they're walking around in all the snow? Yes. That's what I feel like. Absolutely. When I was it's walking very much here, like, like that. Oh my God. You're the beauty and I'm the beast. And that's obviously. absolutely fine. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'm cool with that. What a beautiful day. The, honestly, we start off with the grounding technique and I might, I might actually steal it for this one. You look around now and and you've got the frost, haven't you, on the grass? Yeah. Left and right. We're walking through Regent's Park at the moment. Left and right, got the frost on the ground. The bluest skies that you can only really get in the winter, I think. And so, so clear. Not a cloud in the sky. Literally. As I look around, I'm spinning a full 360. Not a cloud in the sky. You see one or two planes. The sun, the winter sun's there. It is a glorious day to be alive, isn't it? It is. It's amazing. Oh, this has put me in such a good mood already. It's a good start, isn't I'm it? I'm buzzing. It's a very good start. And this is why we love the Stompcast. You know, you get out, it gives you that, um, and for anyone, that uh, has been following and listening for a period of time, you'll know it gives you that sense of routine. You know, you're out mm. in the morning, you're enjoying it. I think there's something amazing about walking in the morning, get yourself in the right frame of mind. You might have woken up in a bad mood, but when you get out that door, yeah. you know, it's a fresh start, isn't it? Absolutely. And every day is a new, it's like, like you said, it's a fresh start every day. You get out there, you get your body moving and the blood pumping and feeling fantastic. Aside from this being a beautiful park, which it is, um, I mean, many people have visited Regent's Park, and if you haven't, I would. It's, it's, it's a really beautiful, scenic place. I'd go, I'd try and avoid Saturday afternoon, oh, yeah. <laughs> but try and go at times you can genuinely enjoy it because it's beautiful. But why did you choose here? What, what was the reason? Well, Regent's Park for me is, for me, it was my lockdown park. When we were all locked in our houses and we were allowed our one hour of exercise a day, Regent's Park, it's like a 20 minute walk for me. 
Mm. I live in Soho. So it was like the one park that I was like, oh, okay, I can go to Regent's Park. I can have a little wander around. I can have an hour of exercise. But you know what? Like doing that and having that through lockdown was just incredible. To have this on, on our doorsteps in the centre of London, I, I love it. Do you know what's interesting is that everyone remembers their lockdown park. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah, yeah. For me, it was Richmond Park and for Harry as well. Harry and I were, um, he's my manager, she joins us occasionally on the Stompcast. Um, she's very dutifully taking videos and photos at the moment. Thank you, <laughs> Harry. Um, that was our kind of park that we kind of were able to go to. And oh, gorgeous. I think there was something around that safe space that you ha- you'll always have that memory. I think when I'm 70 years old, hopefully I can live that long, mm. um, you'll always remember that time and Absolutely. go, well, where did I spend my lockdown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how important is, is stomping for you? Is it a part of your routine? Is it something you come and come to sometimes or is it you know your everyday do you know what it's not my everyday but i wish it was my everyday life is drag drag is my whole life and so if i find the time to be able to get out and go to the park and go for a walk then it's like oh the best the best like excuse to go out and i don't know just like reconnect with nature and just like ground yourself i think that's so important um but whenever i do get to go out, i just try and make the most of it and come and see the amazing views of the park, what it has to offer, everything, yeah, take it all in. Is it your kind of, uh, is it kind of your break from everything? Because I, I do, and we're going to dive into it, because I think I've got a lot of questions about mm. drag life, can I call it that? I don't yeah, know. no, definitely. Uh, it feels like a TikTok hashtag, doesn't it? <laughs> like, sober life, drag life, I don't know. But <laughs> does it give you that break from going between the two characters? And, you know, when you are stomping, which, who are you? <laughs> that's a deep question. <laughs> that's very deep, that's really, <laughs> yeah. do you know what, for me, drag, it's, it's an extension of myself. And so I never really feel like I'm a different person. Right. I feel like I'm a more heightened version of myself if I'm in drag. And I think I can get away with a lot more than if I'm Kitty, than if I'm Louie. Like there's certain things that I can do as Kitty where I wouldn't fly as Louie. Like what? Oh my God, just like the way you talk to people. It's not just being like, like you're not flat out rude, but, but it's having that cheekiness and the, you can get away with it when you're in drag, when you're all, zoled up but for me Regent's Park when I was getting ready to go away to drag race it's like such a crazy time because you have like how long do we have a month Mm -hmm. to prepare all your runways everything like to prepare yourself mentally to go Mm. into that environment I mean like any reality TV show like Mm -hmm. you'd know but um your season three was season three Three, yeah. yeah and um for me Regent's Park if ever it got like crazy or like this is all so stressful. I would actually take myself to the park and go a walk and go around like the ponds and stuff and just like, I'd like let this time just like allow myself to, to, to breathe. chill, yeah, and like have a breath and just be like, okay, it's fine. We're all right, we're okay. We're, I'm still here having a lovely time. Have and there it, been examples of times where you maybe have been really stressed or pent up and you, you kind of go for that walk and and we all, we, all, we all know that feeling, oh gosh, I'm so stressed, I don't have time for a walk, I don't have mm. time to stop right now. And you kind of go and, and feel better. Is there, is there a time oh, that springs to mind? All the time. Do you know what? There are so many times when like, even if it's like, like oh, I don't have time to go, go to the gym or I don't have time to go for a walk. I know that like, if I push myself to do that and to go for a walk or to go to the gym or go for a swim or something, get my body moving, I know I always feel so much better for it. It's all, and do you know what? It's always on a hangover for me. Is it? Everyone like, <laughs> it clears it. Oh, I can't be doing this today. Like, I need to stay in bed all day. But I think that, for me, that makes me feel worse. Yeah. If I'm just sat in bed, like, wallowing in self-pity. I'm like, if I get out, if I get moving. And it's one of those things, like, if I feel like, oh, I'm a bit run down, 
I don't want to just sit at home and just wallow in self-pity. I want to get out and get moving and, yeah, yeah. move my body. I've been reading recently, or as we're recording this, I'm reading um, Chimp Paradox. Have you heard of that book? Oh, oh I've heard of it, yes. yeah. It's, I mean, literally started reading it, so I'm not going to profess to know the whole book, but it's really interesting <laughs> how, and I've been very much aware of this concept through science, but, you know, you have the, um, the human part of your brain, if you like, so it's, it's slightly oversimplified, but your frontal lobe, the front of your brain. Yes. Then you've got the limbic system, on the side, basically on the side of your brain, which does a lot of the emotional responses. So your human brain is is the kind of real you and the mm. limbic system is like the emotional response so it's like when you go out and for example um i don't know you've decided you're not going to drink tonight yeah but your mates go oh go on go and have a drink and have the emotional one, side go oh go on then it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that bit it's not that's not you is it you decided you weren't having a drink no the emotional yeah. bits jump jumped in and i think that's what's interesting when you look at things like going for walks or any form of exercise or, or movement mm. whenever you don't feel like doing it's not the human usually in you that's saying that you don't want to it's that emotional bit of oh, i feel tired can't be bothered yeah but deep down you know that you'll feel better for it exactly it? it's totally that like i said so many times especially it's always if i'm hungover or anything like that that it's like i'd really rather just stay in bed and stay warm but i know that i'll feel better for pushing myself and and doing it and I mean when you've got Regent's Park so close what's not to love absolutely are you are you a music listener or walking of course you're a stompcast listener I'm a stompcast listener are you a music I'm listener? actually very into my podcasts yes. I love like I don't know for me the way I got into podcasts my friend listened to my dad wrote a porno yes and he Which was like a huge podcast you need to listen to this it's so it's funny. hilarious and yeah. I was never really into them before yeah so I started listening to that and then like from that I've sort of like jumped onto like other podcasts. I really love cooking as well. So I'm really into um, Table Manners with yes. Jesse and yes. Lenny Ware, which I love. I love, like, if you would have said before, like, oh, it's a, it's a podcast about, like, eating dinner. I'd be like, that's so boring. Like, who's going to listen to that? <laughs> but you, you hear, like, the guests and you hear what they have to say. And it, like, every episode is so interesting to me. And, like, hearing people talk about, like, their memories with food, I think is so, like, interesting because it's so personal for everybody. Well, I think food is so emotive as well, isn't it? So, you, you know, we all have our own relationships with food, good, bad. We mm. have memories of that amazing dinner uh, that we had with family. All that dinner that all went wrong and it was a yeah. nightmare and a big family bust <laughs> up and the Christmas dinner <laughs> went wrong. Like, and I think all going wrong. We all, we all have, like, those kind of stories. And I think the amazing thing about podcasts and the reason I love doing this so much is that, A, I meet so many different kind of people from every walk of life mm. but also like you feel you can really immerse in the conversation you know like a yeah. lot of time when you, you know you've done you know, enough tv to know it's kind of snapshot or it's cut down or it's never you don't feel like you can ever give like your full picture of what you no, want yeah. whereas you know this is a space where you just kind of you just be and talk almost like when you're talking about i guess drag but like you can just be who you want to be and that's why i love podcasts yeah. so much and also i mean i'm very nosy i love listening into people's conversations yeah. and it's like that you don't even have to like pretend to be like oh i'm not listening in i'm <laughs> you really <laughs> like, i actually am you literally is the whole thing it's like um as we're walking now and you're very welcome stonecast listeners but you're kind of off our shoulder which is quite cool mm, Having yeah listeners, hopefully we're talking about well we are i'm certainly I certainly hope we are talking about very interesting things. Gosh, look how lovely it is here. I know, we'll, with all the so birds. we've wandered down into the lower part of Regent's Park now, and uh, you've got kind of the white, big white buildings all the way around. You've got the lake in the middle. You can hear the geese, in fact, flying by. Um, ducks in the pond. Do you always think? Do you always see ducks? In the pond? How are they not freezing? I know. This Imagine is what dipping I never your get. toes in that now. Oh. 
you know, I've, I saw someone swim in there once. I know you're not meant to. Not in the winter, surely. Well, it was like October time. Oh. But I was like, this is, you, like, that, that's not going to be nice. I hope you didn't drink any of it. Oh. You end up with a <laughs> You'll end up on the, on oh, the toilet God. for a couple of days. Wouldn't be too, that wouldn't be too handy. You won't be, be stomping too far after that. No Run way. Into the bathroom, I'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me then, how, how did you get into to drag? When did you decide that you were going to take a foray into that world? Well, drag for me has always been there. I've always, like my parents growing up, took us to the theatre. We always watched pantomimes. And it's always, I, I remember seeing like Lily Savage on the telly growing up. And so for me, it's always been there, but I never realised like, oh, it could be a career. I never even like put two and two together. And when I started doing drag, there was no RuPaul's Drag Race mm. UK. It was, it was an American show, obviously, it's been around for years, but there was no like, that was never why I got into it. I got into it because, first of all, I love attention. And my, my best friend was a drag queen and I saw like, he was getting free drinks on nights out and he was getting like attention from boys and VIP. Yeah. I was like, do you know what? I could do that, and I'm prettier than him. So, like, what's Why not? not to love? Why not? So I literally, and they. And actually, how old are you at this time now? I was 25. 25. I see. Yeah. So you weren't until 20. That's the when you started. That's when I started right, full on okay. doing drag. Goodness. And then, so what? Tell me about your first time. The first time in drag. Well, it was a girls allowed tribute night. Of course it was. <laughs> of course. <laughs> do you it know was. what? Why not? <laughs> um, and basically, they need my friend and his like drag group they needed a Kimberly Walsh their Kimberly Walsh had dropped out and I was like I Listen, can do that I, mean, I can do it I, I, I can do Kimberly Walsh that's a fabulous character to step into yeah so um, yeah it was at a bar in Camden which has since closed down called Her Upstairs and yeah I mean the thing is it was my first time in drag all the rest of them they'd not been doing drag for long it was like people had been doing it for maybe like a year yeah. six months so none of us looked good but like that's the thing with drag like you can't tell someone that if they're in it. Like, you, like if you see a picture of me like then, and I'm like, I looked horrible. But at the time, I'm like, I am the one. I'm fabulous. I'm inventing drag here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, it looked rotten. But it was, it was so much fun. I loved it. And like, I grew up. I trained in musical theatre, and so it was like putting all the, the skills that I got through that into practice. And yeah, I how did it. people around you react to doing it? So when I told my parents I was doing drag, they were like, oh, of course you are. Like, there was no surprise <laughs> at all. That's a good sign to be fair. Yeah, like, no, right, they're yeah, so good. amazing. Nice. They were just like, yeah, this makes sense. And like growing up, I was always like dressing up. Like my older brother had a Peter Pan costume and I didn't want to be Peter Pan. I wanted to be Tinkerbell. So I would just take the little tunic part and then forget the, um, the tights. And I'd be like, I'm Tinkerbell. I'd put my fairy wings on. And they'd be like, <laughs> Absolutely love that. I don't care if they don't have a Tinkerbell costume in my size. I'll make I'll one. I'll make one, yeah. I'll do <laughs> I'll it. I'll make it work. So how do you, so talk me through. Like, so if you're getting into drag, what is the process? Like, clearly you're, you're dressing it. How, how long does that take? Do you enjoy that process? Because part of me is like, do you know what? One thing I do enjoy is just being able to chuck on a jacket or mm. jeans and go out. And then you're done. I see like how incredible you dress and you know what what you wear like that's got to take time hasn't it yeah do you know what it it's got a lot quicker after doing drag it's gone from 10 hours to five yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) pretty much no do you know what i can paint my face in an hour so it's it's not bad but do you know i actually really enjoy doing it when i first started because i was never really that good at makeup and i would just slap it on because i had to and it was like right well this is what i've got to do for my job so i'm going to get it on as quickly as possible but now like I don't know, I feel like it becomes a sort of like therapy session yeah. and it's just like you just chill and you just take your time and 
there's no rule book with drag, which is what I love. There's no one saying like, this is how you should do it. So if you want to change it up one day, you can, yeah. it's totally up to you. Yeah. You're not the first time. person that I've heard saying that around like doing makeup that, that actually is not just the end result, that how you feel, it's the, it's the process of it. And I guess it yeah. makes sense because you're, it is art, isn't it? It's an form yeah. of expression like, like any other. It's kind of not, you know, kind of, I guess, like it's a canvas, isn't it? But except your face is the canvas exactly, and you're, exactly that. you're doing the makeup. Yeah, no, that's it, 100%. And it, it is like, obviously the end result, you, you do it for the end result, but it's when you're you're putting the makeup on, like it's that time that you like, especially when we did Drag Race, that would be the time when they'd be like, okay, have a heart to heart with this person, talk about this. And so for me now, whenever I'm getting into makeup, it's like it's like that like special time where it's like, okay, we're getting in the zone, we're getting in the headspace to do something amazing. So take me back to kind of the first few times that you're in drag. Were you nervous going on stage? Was it like a armour that you had on, you felt like gone with such confidence? Or yeah. was there a bit of a wobble in the first few times? Oh, do you know what? Looking back on it now, it was definitely a wobble. But at the time, you, like, I think you, it, the mindset has to be fake it till you make it. You have to put on your armour and put on your war paint and think of it like that. But honestly, like, it's that thing with drag that, like, it gives you a sense of confidence. It gives you, like... Maybe not rightly so, because you still look terrible at first. <laughs> but, <laughs> you, like, it's one of these things where it's like, you can't tell me anything. I know I yeah. look great. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like owning it almost, isn't it? 100%. You have to own it. You have to own... I remember when I... I was quite new to drag at this point, and um, one of my friends was a drag queen. I had this wig, and it was this big, huge, like, curly, like... Dolly Parton wig and I was yeah. like I really want to wear it I really want to wear it but I don't think I can pull it off and she, I remember her saying to me and it's like stuck with me like all these years later she was like you can wear this because like there's no one that's going to tell you that you can't wear it and like it's like thinking having that mentality of thinking like I don't care what people think yeah. like also I'm a man in a dress like what's they expect like do you want me to dress really like Jamil like no who am I kidding <laughs> You're going to know I'm a drag queen, I'm at a drag bar. Feels like it's almost part of it is just owning, owning the experience, just doing what you want to do and not really, maybe not caring so much. Like, yeah, whatever, like. 100%, 100%. But I think that's such a good lesson like, to apply to everyday life, not to care. And I know it's so easy to get like het up with like, oh, what, what, what are these people thinking? I'm like, I'm the worst for overthinking, I'll overthink everything. But I think allowing yourself to have the freedom to be like, do you know what? I don't care, I'm owning... This is who I am. This is what I do. And I love it. And take me or leave me for, for what it is. But I'm having a good time regardless. I don't care what you think. You're enjoying it either way. Yeah. When you're stomping then, aside from potentially a podcast or a bit of music, is there anything else in your stomping toolkit that you need to have? You've got a coffee in hand, of course, now. Coffee, nice. obviously. Um, do you know, in lockdown, I got really into doing the couch to 5K. Yeah. And what was those, Which is a um, hugely successful app, by the way. Oh, probably, probably, unarguably, one of the most successful NHS interventions ever. But in so, terms of so like good. preventative health, like yeah, that. amazing, amazing. Um, what was the? Um, it's like a sports bra, the the free train vests. Mm. I think they're incredible because I I I don't go anywhere without my phone. Yeah. And if I was going to run, I'm like it's the worst because I'm like where do I put yes. my phone? Where am I going to put my keys? Where am I going to put everything? And it's like it's all thought out and so that was a, a game that's a really good so you, what, you just put it so you basically put the stuff in there put the phone yeah. in there put everything and then it's in, just like you just because you, you see people play. with the kind of bands around their yeah, arms yeah it's like you? that but it's like across across your chest because it does feel like you're like an LA runner if you've got it across your yeah, arm yeah yeah I mean, <laughs> undercover no police ju- officer no, yeah no judgments yeah no judgments <laughs> 
Well done, everyone. You come to the end of part one. We have been just meandering along the lake. It's been it's been great. Have you enjoyed your walk so far? I'm loving Crisp it. Crisp and lovely, fresh. So start nicely. to the day. So well done to everyone. You finished part one. Whether you're going to continue on to part two and three today or do it another day, it doesn't matter. The point is you started it. So enjoy the rest of your day or your week, and we'll see you back very very soon for part two. 